What up, world? Welcome to all to another episode of the Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nation's blog on theboys.com. My name is RJ Ochoa. You know me, of course, from BTB and from right here as your humble host on the Ocho. It is Tuesday, July 7th, 2020. Hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and my goodness, that Pat Mahomes deal. Goodness gracious. Seriously. I mean, what an absurd amount of cheese that Pat Mahomes uh, has now. Um, you know, that's what happens when you're the best quarterback in the world, uh, as Pat Mahomes certainly is. Look, I'm not going to waste your time. Obviously, Pat Mahomes' new deal with the world champions uh, is the talk of the NFL world. And as the Dallas Cowboys have a contract to figure out with their own quarterback and Dak Prescott, it obviously is very topical. Um, as mentioned several times, I'm moving this week, so lots going on uh, around the Blog and the Boys podcast network. I will be on tomorrow's episode of the Ocho, but Thursday and Friday will be Kelsey Charles and Meg Murray. Uh, you'll also hear them on Friday's episode of Girls Talking Boys. As normally scheduled, you heard them yesterday on GTB. Uh, so head back in your podcast feed and check that out if you want. Remember to subscribe to the Blog of the Boys podcast feed wherever you get your podcast, whether that's Apple devices, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, whatever the case may be. We are all over the place. If you need any help, by the way, you can always hit me up on Twitter or the gram at RJ Ochoa. My DMs are open. You can also shoot me an email, rj.ochoa at sbnation.com. Today, all Pat Mahomes, all Dak Prescott, and it is not just all me. We brought in somebody who knows a thing or two about the NFL, about contracts, and about Dak Prescott, the one and only from NFL Network, Bobby Belt. He joins us next, right here on the Ocho. Pleased to be joined now by a very special guest, the one, the only, the eclectic. You know him, you love him, he has trolled you, whether purposely or unintentionally. Odds are on the former, the one and only, Roberto, friend of the show, friend of the whole podcast network, Bobby Belt, field producer for NFL Network, and uh, again, troll extraordinaire. Robert, how goes it? It's going great. Uh, I like that you use the word eclectic. Um, I think You that's taught a me word that. We, yeah, I was going to say, I think that's a word that we've uh, come to settle on as as like the defining adjective for me uh you taught me that word can you guess another word that you taught me it was um, around it, i think it was in the same sentence that you ooh, taught I me. taught you eclectic and um anti-disestablishmentarianism no okay it also starts with a c i'm sorry so oh. i said e and e i meant to c yeah, i meant, I meant I an e say, goodness gracious i was say that the c word i taught you probably wasn't one i could say um, wow. e, uh, I don't know. Elongated. Effervescent. Oh, you didn't know effervescent? I mean, I never really heard it. Like you, you introduced me to usage of it. You know what I mean? Like I never really used it before. Um, before I think it, effer, effervescent, uh, I think it tends to get used when it's used in society is often, uh, like toothpaste commercials. Like talking uh, about the effervescence of the bubbles and crap. Well, you had me on, uh, you were filling in on a Saturday morning radio show and you were talking about the producer, um, and I think you called him like the effervescent something. The, the ever effervescent Swaggy V, which That's, was a I, I, just to be annoying. Yeah, I, I thought that the word Swaggy followed it, but I wasn't totally certain, so uh, I just wanted to be sure. Um, okay, Bobby, so I wanted to have you on because... Because um, well, I know a lot. <laughs> yeah, uh, you do know a lot of things. Uh, you taught me a couple of words. You and I have both, obviously... Uh, been uh, on Reddit lately. It's something we've been, you know, sharing and experiencing together. There's a lot of great stuff out there. Um, but so we are talking on Monday. This is for Tuesday's episode of the Ocho. It's an interesting week because uh, tomorrow uh, I'm moving. Uh, so lots of stuff is different. Lots of stuff is packed and that sucks. Uh, so of course, it's a busy week for me personally, right? So, you know, Monday, I'm doing all this stuff. I'm, I'm setting up water. I'm setting up electricity and trash and all this stuff. And then, bam, Pat Mahomes gets a new deal with the Kansas City Chiefs. It is 10 years. Uh, depending on where or how you look at it, this value um, changes. I, I don't know where you have settled on, Bobby, uh, but the – most accepted verbiage, 10-year extension worth $450 million. Um, you could also look at it the way Ian Rappaport did, $477 million in guarantee mechanisms uh, it, to make it a $503 million extension. The heavy verbiage has been half a billion dollars. Um, what was? I want to know the first thing you thought when you saw this news. I need to go look at Twitter and see what people are saying about Dak Prescott. That was the first <laughs> thing that popped in my head. Which, I, I mean, honestly, uh, I think that the 
I, I think that as much as I was wanting to see what everybody was going to say and freak out, I, I will say I'm honestly surprised it got done before Dak. Like I really didn't expect Dallas to let this happen, to, to let Pat Mahomes do whatever he was going to do. Because here's the thing, as much as the, the common line out there right now, or not the common line, but a line being parroted by numerous people right now is that this has no impact on Dak. Dak hasn't won a Super Bowl. <laughs> Dak's not Patrick Mahomes, blah, blah, blah. How Again, dare like, you compare the two? Just think about it logically. Even if it doesn't drive up like over Patrick Mahomes' cost, uh, it, it will drive up the floor for everybody, and that includes Dak. That that pushes his value up. You got to get closer to what number one is. Even if he's not going to be number one, he'll be number two or number three or whatever else. And that value all of a sudden becomes a higher one. And so, I mean, you that's one domino that's fallen. Now we sit here and wait and see if Deshaun Watson does the same thing. Well, you mentioned Deshaun Watson. He's kind of the only one left that could beat Dak. Um, since Dak Prescott has become eligible for a new Mitch, deal. Mitch Trubisky doesn't have a <laughs> That's true. Uh, since Dak has become eligible over a year ago, Jared Goff has gotten a new contract. Carson Wentz has gotten a new contract. Russell Wilson got a new contract. Um, and now Pat Mahomes. And I tweeted about that, and I want you to guess the most common response that I got. Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, Russell Wilson, Pat Mahomes. All of them have been to a Super Bowl. Well, and, and Carson Wentz would have gone um, if not for the injury. But yeah, that, I mean, that, realistically, I mean, realistically, we're saying, like, if you want to talk about games Carson Wentz has actually played, and Dak has more victories and has gotten further in the playoffs than Carson Wentz has. But, yeah, I mean, generally, I don't know. They're all – Dak isn't their level. Dak isn't their caliber or something along those lines. Right, and that is the common – uh, theme here that there is a generally understood point for whatever reason uh, from those that do not think it's a good idea to pay Dak Prescott and um, it's it's hard to to wrap their brains around logic uh, our, our great friend KT Kevin Turner uh, at KT fun tweets on Twitter tweeted that Goff Wentz contract is going to look pretty good for those teams I would imagine that Russell Wilson contract looking pretty great as well this, Bobby, has been something that many people have said for the last year and change is, hey, if you sign Dak now, a year from now, when Pat Mahomes gets his deal, it will look awesome. And right now, the Jared Goff, Carson Wentz deals do look awesome. And we said this a year ago because so we now know Pat Mahomes getting again, you could look at this a number of ways, but the generally accepted terms is forty five million dollars per year on this decade long contract. No quarterback had touched $40 million yet, so he blew right past that. It was just two years ago that Matt Ryan broke through and got $30 million per year. And so now 30 – dude, this but beat this. You know can, I mean? can, I, can, can I actually just point something out too is that I, I think it's funny that you talking about how difficult it is to like pin down like a consensus on what the number is for Patrick Mahomes and, and, right. and what – like in terms of – we all know what the figures are at this point, but like, it's difficult to pin down, like, how are we going to term this? Right. Like, like this value. And I think that's a really good example of why you should always be leery. Just, just that sort of confusion. Right Ron there. Why leary. you should always be leery. Yes. Why you should always be Ron Leary of reports that leak out in the media about the Cowboys have offered Dak to be the highest paid and he's not right. taking it or this or that is because there are so many different definitions of what is the highest paid and what the figure means and, and how we're classifying all of this, that it's, it can be a little squirrely. Like, what are you saying? Okay. His average annual value is the highest paid ever. Okay. Well, that's, uh, you know, that doesn't mean much if he's like ninth in guarantees and are you talking about guaranteed at signing or total guarantees or are the total guarantees the highest paid, but the way you have it structured is to where you could cut him and he gets nothing after the second year. He's not going to sign that. And so I do think it's a good lesson here with the Mahomes deal to go, this is how difficult it is to even a contract that we know is done and we can look at and measure. Right. We still can't figure out the right way to term where it ranks or how it ranks or, or what the figures are that we want to use in the media. It's like the best burger ever that Marshall Erickson had. Like, you know, it's, like best is different for everybody and like what was which, good which, about it which to be fair there would a best burger ever would never have pickles on it never. i agree a playful little pickle at that um yeah is is pat mahomes getting his deal um and and certainly you know his being one of this particular stature however you do want to quantify it is it a failure on the dallas cowboys front or is that too aggressive of a word i mean you know how would you term that i mean 
so uh, as you set up the intro, uh, you used eclectic to describe me. I didn't I, use I it. I mean, well, I guess I, I did. Yeah, you did. I, I think that if you wanted another word that I think you like to use a lot, maybe not so much publicly. I don't know that you've said this like on Twitter or anything, but frequently in text conversations, you'll you'll say I'm being a contrarian, that I'm taking a contrarian position. T talking so, about you though, not me. Yes, I'm, yes, that yeah, I right. that I that that you think I'm taking a position more just like you do that fun. a lot. Every, I, everybody, everybody loves the Hamilton musical. They hit Disney Plus. Big shocker, Bobby, not a Hamilton guy. We can dive into that another time. I've got a, I've got a fully loaded argument for that. You guys should see the texts that I sent RJ at one o'clock in the morning about Hamilton while he was sleeping. Um, no, but I think that maybe playing to the contrarian bit a little bit, I'm gonna like go counter to what maybe people expect a little bit. And I, I said this on Twitter. And I think I've said it to you before, just in conversations that we've had. And this isn't necessarily my opinion or anything that I take on here. This is just playing devil's advocate a little bit. I don't know that you can say it's a failure on the Cowboys part. Um, because I think that we keep, you mentioned KT's tweet about the Goff deal looks great now. The Wentz deal looks great now. The Russell Wilson look, deal looks great now. I think the Cowboys are somewhat of the opinion that these deals are always going to look great, right? Like, like if that's the case, that the quarterback market's always going up, and so we should get in low because this will look like a bargain in a couple of years. The same can be said that no matter when we sign it, it's going to look like a bargain regardless because that's what these contracts do. Matt Ryan mm -hmm. breaking that threshold, you talking about that, that him breaking that threshold and that being a big deal, all of a sudden he's, he's down. He, he's I, down a ways. And, I, and so I, there, there is a – I think there is a – an argument to be made, and I bet it's one that's being made internally by the Cowboys, is that whenever we sign this deal, or, or wh whatever deal he signs, it's going to look like a bargain at some point. So let's, while we have this young window right now, put off on putting that bite into the cap as long as we can. We know we're going to sign him. We know it's going to look like a deal in two years regardless of when we sign it. So the financially prudent thing to do is to put off giving it to him as long as we can since it's going to be a relative steal later anyway, and, and we can take advantage of the present day cap rather than the future. Mm. I do think there's merit to the idea. And this take has been out there too. Um, this only helps the Cowboys. Now, now there's a defined ceiling, right? And there's a, de there's a defined like, well, you can't, you can't go there, you know, cause that's Pat Mahomes, you know, and that, that has certainly disrupted, uh, the market as we've known it for the last, I don't know, six or seven years. Um, and, and so, and I also, I don't think the Cowboys care about public blowback by any means, but if, if Dak, cause when Matt Ryan broke through 30 million per year, that was a big deal, right? Like, okay, we've got mm -hmm. a quarterback now who's making over $30 million per year. If Dak had been the first one to hit 40. And I think even Prima Holmes deal, it was very conceivable that he could have been, I know Jane Slater, uh, your pal was the one who reported that first a year ago, a time uh, certainly does fly. Um, I think there would have been a lot of vitriol and there would have been a lot of, you know, Dak's, Dak's not worth 40. And now, you know, now that whole like, well, it's going to look great in two years or whatever. Well, now you've kind of sort of allowed or tripped yourself into the situation where it can look great now because Pat Mahomes are like the, the distance is so far out in front that you can sign it now and you don't have to wait two years for it to look good. It can look good already because previously every one of these guys has always been the highest paid dude, highest paid dude, highest paid dude. Now that will not be the case. Well, I mean, let's also look at what the Chiefs have in their benefit that a lot of people aren't even contemplating for some reason um a level of barbecue that, that is inferior to the state of texas no stop um <laughs> so here, no here's the thing is that i think that you look at um you look at the fact that the chiefs had similar to what the cowboys had when they signed ezekiel Elliott's extension they have the two years already that they can tack on right and and that and that they can you know kind of finagle and play with a little bit I can't remember what Mahomes' cap number is going to be or, or what his salary is this year. I think it's like $2 million or something. And then with the fifth-year option, the fifth-year option is much higher. Um, but I think this year it's like between two and five or something. Um, and I think that when you're able to shift some signing bonus money on that smaller cap number and you're, you're able to do some of the – and I, I don't want to get in the weeds of like how the salary cap works, but basically there are cap tricks you can make to – lessen the blow of a big deal when you're tacking it onto a final year or a final two years of a contract. 
Mm-hmm. And that's something that the Cowboys sacrificed in, in doing what they did because now it, anything that you sign, it's all new money. It, right. It's not, you know, you'll hear no new extension. Money, you'll hear new money referenced a lot when these deals get made. And new money is just a reference to what is added to this contract when it's an extension. You know, what's it, what, what are we separating from what he was already going to be paid? And when you're signing somebody who doesn't have a deal at all, it's all new money. None of it's tacked on. It's it's all brand new. The the figures are the figures. And so I think that there's a a benefit that the Chiefs had with the coronavirus uncertainty, what the cap's gonna look like next year, what the cap's gonna look like the year after that. You know, we'll we'll probably have a better idea of the future of the NFL salary cap come spring when we have a better idea of, you know, next spring when we have a better idea of uh, you know, where things stand with coronavirus, where things stand with the league in general, where things stand with the new TV deal, you'll kind of have a better perspective of of what's laid out in front of you that we don't have right now. The Chiefs have that benefit, given that the next two years where there's kind of that uncertainty, this is somebody that's already on the books for them anyway. Right. And so I do think that for people to, you know, say that the Cowboys maybe lost this or or the Chiefs were able to get it done and the Cowboys couldn't, I, I do think that there's a little bit more uncertainty about what Dak's contract is going to look like or, or, or what Dak's figure impacts over the next year or two that the Chiefs didn't have to deal with that makes the Cowboys deal a lot stickier. Yeah, I think it's like, um, I don't think I've ever gotten a root canal. I don't want to like jinx myself or anything, but it's kind of like, you I know. I am going to need one soon, by the way. <laughs> so, like, if, but if you go to the dentist and you schedule it for like we're talking on july 6th you're like okay in october i'm gonna get a root canal like that's future bobby's problem you know what i mean like i don't i don't have to worry about that right now versus me if i go in there like dude our only opening for the next year is tomorrow so i have to go in tomorrow you know what i mean that's the cowboys like they have to bite that bullet right away whereas the chiefs can kind of like steer into it and they can still adjust their roster over the next two years while pat mahomes is still technically on his rookie contract um to kind of you know prepare and and see what happens to to be fair that is kind of how the cowboys approach this though is that last spring when everything's going on they go eh, that's future jerry and steven and todd williams and that's a good that's point. their that's their problem and now they've hit that point where it's like okay well this is this is who you pawned it off on was future you and future you has to deal with it now. This is, this is the time that it has to be dealt with. And like I said, when you came on Cowboys cast last week and we talked about this a little bit, I, I think this just complicates things more than Mahomes deal. I, I think it just solidifies he's playing on the tag this year. And I think it's just, it's a, a number that they know that they can settle on that they don't have to, you know, finagle or, or argue about. They know what the number is. It's set. And then next year, when they look at it and they see, okay, what is, what what's the cap look like next year? Um, because I think that's the biggest thing. It's not so much they're concerned about what the cap's going to look like in three years uh, when they're structuring Dax deal. It's what's it going to look like next year? If we structure it in a certain way that next year, if the cap reduces, all of a sudden we've got a lot of money on him that can't be easily shifted. We're going to have to, you know, make a cut. That that happened early on in the existence of the salary cap. A lot of teams structured things a certain way not knowing what to expect or or, you know how things were going to progress and then in that they ended up having to cut people that happened uh, a lot with the Broncos at the end of their when they had a Super Bowl run they ended up having to cut people because it's like okay we didn't expect this that's how Randall Cobb ended up with the Cowboys right because the Packers had made it an accounting error essentially with their salary cap and all of a sudden they didn't have the money to afford him they wanted to keep him and and they just couldn't afford him and so I, I think that that's the biggest issue right now is what's that going to look like next year? And I think that complicates how the structure is supposed to be. And, and, you know, it's, it's that sort of an issue. If you were running the Cowboys, who is the contract, the pending contract a year, two years from now that you are not, not that you have bookmarked, but the one that you're most like, we got to be careful because you know what I mean? Like typically it's, well, we got to be careful. Which, which co- you you broke off there for a second. You broke up for a That's second. Okay. That's, That's okay. That's okay. That's we're gonna just what, what, just guess what I said. Just no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> um, anyway, no, what I was saying was uh, having our podcast over Zoom is is difficult sometimes. But um, who, if you are running the Cowboys, who is the contract, the pending contract over the next year, next two years? that you are most weary of when it comes to getting the DAC deal done? Because typically it's like, man, well, you know, we got to be careful because so-and-so is coming around the corner. We're going to have to, we're going to have to do so-and-so in a few years. Like who's that deal on the Cowboys right now? So we're talking about a guy that is 
certifiably going to get paid, going to break the bank. Absolutely not, you know, a question that that person's going to be part of the Cowboys over the next, you know, at that point, five, six years. Who is that guy? To the best that you can answer that particular. Well, let's let's take a, I mean, let's just like do a quick inventory. So the offensive line, Zach Martin's set for the next little bit. Lyle Collins is set for the next little bit. You don't know what you're doing at center. You don't know what you're doing at left guard. Uh, left tackle, you know, Tyron's deal was eight years, uh, an extension on top of his. And so, I mean, Tyron's got the next couple of years that you're not going to have to worry about. And by the time his is up, you're probably moving on from him anyway. Um, you know, you just got Jarwin to a small deal, and he's not anybody that's going to break your bank. Zeke's right. deal is done um is it possible that you're you're already like we're gonna have to pay cd like you know what i mean (laughs) i mean not i don't know because that's three years down the road tv deal should be done then you should be right um i i think the one that probably stands out the most there's two of them jamal adams sure one is yeah i mean jamal (laughs) adams that's that's a big one um one of them is michael gallup Mm -hmm. but i kind of wonder if like that's Part of the reason why they felt so good about the CB thing is that if we get in a bind and things are tight here, we've got an insurance policy. Sure. Um, and so, but I mean, Michael Gallup's is one that's going to come up next spring um, where he's eligible for an extension. So that could be one. Uh, and then, you know, the other one would be also next spring. And Leighton Vanderish is Leighton Vanderish, And it just kind of depends. But I mean, you look at the rest of the line, um, Defensive line, there's really nobody that stands out. Um, you know, at the linebackers, they've already paid Jalen. And in the secondary, they they may choose to go ahead and extend Xavier Woods now, I guess. They could. Mm-hmm. Um, or let him run out and either let him go or uh, potentially bring him back. So, I mean, really, they, they've kind of sewn up all their loose ends other yeah. than Dak. Um, so, that's some, like, you, normally, there would be that guy, right? Like... You know, like two years. I, 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 I guess what you could say is you you need to plan more for, and I know you're making a joke about it, but like you like a Jamal Adams type thing, where right. you just you would need to plan for like Amari Cooper wasn't anything that they thought mm. at the beginning of 2018 they were gonna have to pay for. Yeah, but, rainy but, rainy day fun. Yeah, exactly. That I'm sure, you know, at some point, left tackle is such a big money position. You're gonna have to find another tackle in a couple sure. of years, and so. You can either go in the draft with that, or maybe you do want to go out and acquire somebody and sign a free agent and pay somebody big money. So I would guess that's probably the biggest financial question they have is not so much about guys that they want to lock in long-term, but guys that they're anticipating aren't going to be here. And then those replacements, are they going to go cheap young or are they going to try and get established players to come in here and pay them? Uh, I tweeted about your eclectic presence joining the show, Bobby. Um, and of course, uh, your loyal legion of followers uh, responded. All five of them. <laughs> uh, San Antonio's own John Dyer on Twitter at John John Dyer uh, wanted to know, will this set a trend of longer deals in your opinion? Obviously, the Tom Brady effect uh, is one that many people reference. Pat Mahomes takes a 10-year deal that certainly does kind of imply, look, if Pat Mahomes can do it, why can't you? I don't think we know that yet um, because I don't think we have a, a good understanding of why it was done. Like for instance, when Ezekiel Elliott signs a six year deal, we know why it got done that way. That it, that it wasn't like, Oh, does this set a precedent for running backs? We knew it was because he had two years left on his contract and the way they needed to finagle the money with the 30% rule with the CBA expiring was they couldn't have more than 30% of the previous salary. They couldn't, you know, raise his salary by more than 30% from the previous year in uncapped years. And so that's why that was six years. Those last two years on the deal, two or three years are, are garbage. They're nothing. They're not, that's, those aren't going to be seen. Like Amari's. Um, yeah. It was just, it was an accounting trick. Right. Um, and so the, the thing about this one is this one doesn't sound like it's much of an accounting trick. In fact, it feels like, you know, when they talk about that, it's related to potential percentage of the cap stuff and, and certain progressions with the guarantees, Maybe it sets a precedent for 10-year deals, but I don't think it's, you know, it's kind of like devil's in the details a little bit in that what it may just set the precedent for is something worse. That, yeah, it's a 10-year deal, but there's security in that 10 years that I'm sure isn't there in, you know, Zeke's deal that it may set a precedent for longer-term deals that players are going to want, but deals that players are going to say, I want it based off percentage of the cap and other things, whereas in the past, if you signed a deal – you know, gone, that would be gone are the days of quarterback deals looking like bargains in two years because it would all be structured off 
you're going to grow with the cap. And so maybe it starts a precedent of guys asking for it, but, you know, I, I don't think that it, it would be a, a positive one. I don't think we have all the details yet of why Mahomes signed 10 years, other than just what we kind of understand about percentage of the cap, but he's protected. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. So an interesting detail um, that Adam Schefter tweeted about while we've been recording. Um, so I'm not sure if you've seen this. We've been Zooming and your eyes have been fixed on me. So I'm pretty certain that you haven't. It's, um, just, it's just focused on those biceps, man. Um, You're wearing the wife beater. I'm just, I'm in awe. Oh, I am. It's tank top uh, season because we're moving. You know what I mean? I gotta gotta have some movement available in uh, in these shoulders. But um, so starting in 2022, according to Adam Schefter, and for 10 years running, Patrick Mahomes has a one and a quarter million dollar incentive for winning the AFC Championship game and a one and a quarter million dollar incentive for winning NFL MVP. So if he were to go to the Super Bowl whilst winning MVP, that's an extra two and a half million dollars. And over 10 years, that is twenty five million dollars. So that is a big uh, line here. I mean, you know, incentives are not rare or, you know, uncommon or anything like that. Um, But. I think, you know, we'll learn more details like that, but Pat Mahomes clearly betting on himself. And I don't think Dak is afraid to do that. No. And I I think that, you know, and that's another important thing. There's so many things that frustrate me and you know, this, we've had these talks. There's so much that frustrates me about general understanding of the cap. Like everybody thinks it's like, you know, buying a loaf of bread or or like you're buying groceries. (laughs) Like they don't understand the way escalators work or, or, or anything else. And so I think that, when you hear something like that, like potentially $25 million tied up in those, when they quote, that's an important thing, when they quote guaranteed at signing and total guarantees, that $25 million is going to be included in the total guarantees. He's not going to get all that. He's not going to win the Super right. Bowl 10 times or anything like that. And so that's why they say can make up to or, you know, in total It's guarantees. worth, yeah. It, it's, yeah, it's, this is what he signed for down here. This is what's guaranteed when he signed. but. You know, if he does that, well, that all of a sudden is a guaranteed portion. But it's still an incentive. It's still earned. Um, Or like what the Cowboys did with Greg Hardy. That's the the best example of a Cowboy deal, totally. uh, uh, Up to 12 million guaranteed. Well, it was all based on per game active bonuses. That Mm -hmm. that was the up to. Um, And so there is stuff about that kind of structure that when you freak out when Dak Prescott signs his extension, which I still think the extension gets done. I don't think it gets done now. At this point, um, I just think there's too many complicating factors, and I don't think this helps, not just because mm-hmm. of what the, the cost changes, but because I think those two sides are going to interpret different things from a 10-year deal as to what should now be the expectation of the other of, well, you should be expected to do X, Y, Z because Mahomes did this, and the Cowboys go, well, Dak should be expected to do X, Y, Z because Mahomes did this. And so right. I, I think that it creates more complications rather than fewer. Um, and so I think that – you know, when you look at whenever Dak gets his deal done, whether it's now or, or next offseason, and I do think it gets done regardless, um, you know, there will be panic about what the numbers are, but there's going to be – there's nuance to all of it. There's triggers for two years down the road. When you hear the total guarantees, it's related to a lot of, you know, date-specific stuff where, you know, I the – on the on the roster by the start of the league year and stuff like that yeah exactly or you know the example he's all the time is the garoppolo deal that garoppolo when he got it and it was you know one of the highest total guarantees 
Uh, I think they were out something like 37 million in the first year or the second year. Um, but after the end of the first year, the extension, if they cut him a month before free agency, he was owed nothing. It was a trigger that the rest of the stuff kicked in that month or, or the month after. And so there were, the way it was quoted was a little disingenuous in that you can walk away from it. You can do things to walk away from it. It's just most teams do, choose not to walk away from their quarterback because it's, it's, you know, the devil that you know is better than the one that you don't or whatever right. the phrase is. And so I, I think that that's a big thing that fans need to understand. Take the Mahomes deal and study it and learn it and figure out things about it. And, and it'll help you actually understand a lot about, I think, what Dak's deal ends up being and, and why you shouldn't just jump to conclusions when large numbers get quoted. To the point about worth and everything, Adam Schefter did note that it's that poten- those potential $25 million that elevate his, his contract from being worth $477 million to 503. So that's, that's what allows you to be like, well, it's worth over half a billion dollars. Um, also, you inadvertently answered another Twitter question from at Forrest Shields, wanted to know uh, if this changed your prediction of what will happen in the next nine days. You mentioned I was on Cowboys cast last weekend. Um, you said then, and you kind of just doubled down now, that you don't think that Dak Prescott gets a long-term deal uh, before July 15th, next Wednesday. I do want to add, Ian Rappaport noted that a guarantee mechanism, because that was a, a term that apparently Twitter had never heard of, he said, basically the team guarantees Pat Mahomes' salary a year out. And if they don't pick up each guarantee, they have to cut him to avoid picking up the future guarantee. The Dallas Morning News' is Michael Gelkin noted that this is the same contract structure that the Cowboys gave Zeke Elliott. Uh, and then he noted that it wouldn't be unprecedented for Dallas to use this guarantee structure in a Dak Prescott multi-year deal, which to me, Bobby, sounds like that is what is being considered, uh, considering it's being floated out on the Twitter.com. Yeah, I mean, Dallas generally approaches contracts in two different ways uh, when you look at the way they structure things. Usually there's, and you'll see it a little bit with Cooper's deal. Amari Cooper's deal, I, I think it's, what, the second year, after the second year of the extension, there's no guaranteed money mm-hmm. or, or something like that. Um, so generally when Dallas structures deals like that, um, the the purpose of that is, you know, we're basically wanting to have those uh, – accounting measures that they used to have with Romo and Witten and other people where they restructure and they shift money into years where there wasn't anything initially, where there wasn't guarantees initially and where there wasn't a cap hit. And and it's sort of like a, you know, if we're a year into this and we get the sense that they're likely going to be here for a little while, we're just going to restructure. That's what those, the generally no guarantees on the back end of a deal are about restructure space for the Cowboys anyway. And then the other form is what you're talking about there about, you know, at this time of year, it's guaranteed for the following year. Right. So, so don't misunderstand it like the way the Garoppolo deal was, where it's like it's smaller 20- commitments. Yeah. Well, well, after the 2017 season, the the 49ers could, you know, or after 2018, whatever year he got there, after 2018, they can cut him uh, before the 2019 season, and they're out nothing. That's not the same as the home structure, the Zeke structure. The Zeke structure, and the home structure says, if you the basically the trigger for guaranteeing a year is a year out so if you're on the roster 2020 it's guaranteeing your 2021 salary and 2021 is 2022 and so you're kind of locked in with those increments a little bit and yeah I would imagine that's what Dallas is going to do and that's generally how quarterback structures have started working um, given how much I think it's exploding the cost of paying a quarterback um, because they players agents and players wanted to start creating more safety nets for themselves that weren't in the contract structures initially. Uh, Forrest Shields simply wants to know who won, in your professional opinion, Mahomes or the Chiefs? I would, I would honestly say the Chiefs won. I mean, you get Pat Mahomes. Who cares? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, think it's, I, I, I think it's just they both win. Like, I mean, Pat Mahomes was getting paid regardless. And so, I mean, in that sense, he's going to get his money. He'll, he'll get whatever, you know, how much, however much it was going to cost. So at that point, it just comes down to like, okay, who does he want to do business with? And he wanted to do it with the Chiefs. So in that sense, the Chiefs win um, because I think anybody would have given him that contract and the Chiefs were the ones that he allowed to do it. Um, so in that sense, I guess the Chiefs win. But I, I think overall, I mean, I think it's a good deal for Patrick Mahomes' sake. And I think it's a unique, potentially market-changing or, or negotiation, like league-wide negotiation-changing tactic that will be interesting to see how it plays out. So, I mean, it, I think everybody wins in the end. Including so Lee Steinberg and Chris Cabot, who are his agents. So. I saw um, – Shout I'm, out to I'm, the real Jerry Maguire. 
Right. Uh, for people who do not know, Lee Steinberg is the agent who Jerry Maguire was based off of. Um, and I, I think it was Clarence Hill tweeted this. And I, this was a great take. You could argue that Lee Steinberg is the greatest comeback in the history of sports, like off of the field. Uh, yeah. and, and Lee Steinberg has certainly dealt with a lot, uh, but he's awesome and um, represented Paxton Lynch, got Paxton into the first round. Uh, so, you know, that, one could argue that that was more impressive than this Pat Mahomes yeah, deal. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean, but, you know, I, I think whether Lee was there or not, uh, the Cowboys would have been willing to jump in there and get him. So that's uh, that's another thing they were saved from. And right now we'd be talking about them getting a long-term deal done with him instead of, uh, you know. No, let's see. What would have <laughs> happened if they had taken Paxton Lynch? That's an interesting thing to think about because if they would have taken Paxton Lynch. Romo would have come back. Rom- Romo would have gotten to Romo play. would have come back. But, like, I mean, does he even play over Sanchez? Do, do, when they go out and get Sanchez, because, I mean, he was so bad. Paxton Lynch was so bad. Do they end up having to roll with, you know, Mark Sanchez for that run? That's Until an interesting. Romo's and then and then it's just like Brandon Whedon, Matt Castle continued. What if Mark Sanchez yeah. is elevated? What like what if what if Mark Sanchez is awesome? You know what I yeah. mean? Like I I mean or or you know Jamil Showers actually ends up staying and playing quarter. I mean there's a lot that changes if they end up taking Lynch over, uh you know over Dak and I'd be interested to. We've talked about this before that they remain oftentimes the Cowboys have remained married to mistakes longer than they should that they dig in sometimes. And and so I'd be interested if they would have walked away from Paxton Lynch as quickly as Denver did. And if not, mm. um, you know, when would it be that we were finally looking for a replacement? Would Romo have kept playing? You know, it, it opens up all sorts of interesting questions, but I do think that, you know. Shout yeah, out to Phil now, Sims. Phil Sims would still be top he dude. Would. <laughs> yeah, he, he would have a job. And, and yeah, and Jason Witten probably never gets offered Monday Night Football because there's not a Romo example of, Wow, look at this. This is fun and and Depressing. so changes and, lots of things. Yeah. Maybe Dallas good, Goddard isn't an eagle. Exactly. That's a good butterfly effect episode. We should uh we should look into that at some point. But I yeah. do think that, you know, it's you know, they they were saved from themselves twice that draft because it would have been Paxton Lynch and or Connor, Connor Cook. Cook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Shout out to the AFC West. They just set Mahomes up. You know what I mean? Like I think that's what I'm saying. Like Denver and Oakland deal with Paxton Lynch and Connor Cook. Meanwhile, you know, KC Lane's Pat Mahomes. That, that was fun because that was a, uh, that, that draft in general, when we were watching all that go down, that was, uh, we were watching it together first in, uh, at Mike Fisher's Maverick bar, the 2016 uh, draft. Yes. We watched the first round and then we, uh, went for day two, uh, in Austin and day three. I mean, you drove back, I'm sure, but I drove back and I remember being in the car and being so happy driving back from Austin, being so thrilled hearing that Connor Cook had been taken by Oakland and then being super pumped when they took Dak Prescott. Right. No, I was there because I, I left that moment um, after they took Dak because they had taken Charles Tapper and Dak Prescott in the fourth round. Um, well, we, so, well we, we only did the watching party the second and, and third round. Right, and then we just went. To, I, don't, I think it was like a, like a David Busters or something that we went to. Uh, yeah, yeah, but, I think so. But, uh, but yeah, it was it was it was a good time. A good time was had by Alden. I was super pumped, and it ended up working out for everybody. Um, well, uh, I suppose this is a, a fine line uh, to end on, Bobby. So you do not think that a long term deal happens um, by, between now and July fifteenth for the Dallas Cowboys and Dak Prescott? No, just because they're. Hey, oh, let many- me actually. This is a two part question. Um, mm-hmm. Do you? I, well, obviously you answered the first part, but the second part is, do you think the Pat Mahomes contract made it more difficult or, or made it more, it made it a little bit easier and it's still just not going to get done? Like, like what direction do you think that pushed it in, if any? No, like I said, I think it makes it more difficult because mm-hmm. I think that it's, you know, the, there was a little bit it's of another variable. Issue. There, well, there, yeah, and there was a little bit of this issue with um, Demarcus Lawrence. That I don't know that a lot of people knew this. There was a time where during the Demarcus Lawrence negotiation, a big reason why there was some headbutting and things like that was over semantics and, and silly things. And it was over that they wanted a deal that placed them in the top three or whatever of pass rushers. And Dallas was wanting to pay him as like a top three or, or we will make you the highest paid like four, three defensive end because right. you're not like a three, four edge rusher is not the same position. Whereas David Cantor and DeMarcus Lawrence obviously were saying like, no, I'm a pass rusher. Pass rushers are 
four three defensive ends and three four outside linebackers were the same thing and Dallas was trying to say you're not you need you will pay you as the top in this grouping but not as the top in this grouping um and they of course folded and you know gave DeMarcus Lawrence what he wanted but um those kind of things are, are we know the Cowboys use in their negotiations those types of little d de- and so I think the fact that Patrick Mahomes signing a 10-year deal is just going to be, we'll see, Dak, you should sign a 10-year deal and you should structure it this way. And that, you know, the Cowboy, yeah. Dak will probably say, well, because Patrick Mahomes got this, I should get this now. Right. And the Cowboys will be resistant to that. And so I think it just creates too many complicating factors. I think they're probably everybody's best served playing on the 31 million. Dak will ball out again. They'll have to pay even more next year and, and, We'll be doing this same song and dance, but uh, I'd love it if it got done now because we could be done talking about it. But um, I, I just I don't see that it will. I think the Mahomes deal creates too many issues. This is my actual last question. Let's live in your hypothesis that a deal does not get done, mm-hmm. um, and then let's be hypothetical twice over and say that the NFL season happens undisrupted from a scheduling standpoint, and then secondly that the Cowboys win the Super Bowl or are very, 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 you know, heavy playoff players, whatever, and that Dak mm-hmm. has, in fact, elevated his game even more than he did last year. Um, does he top Pat Mahomes in any capacity at that point? Um, yeah. Yeah, he would. I, I, I mean, I think, I think if they push this deal off another year, um, yeah, I, I mean, I think he'll top – Patrick Mahomes in some capacity next spring, regardless, almost mm. just uh, just off of market value and whatever the yeah. way it works and more certainty. I mean, it's not necessarily going to surpass every single way. He probably won't get more total guaranteed um, sure. or, or anything like that. But uh, cause I mean, the deal is so long and there's so many escalators in it, but yeah, I think in some ways he'll, he'll top it next year because it's, it's, you know, Derek Carr was the highest and Matthew Stafford and Kirk cousins and Carson went and all these people who, never even like had a playoff win became like the highest paid player at the position, uh, the highest paid player in league history based on whatever definition you want to use. And so, I, I mean, it's just the natural progression of things. And like I had said on Twitter, and like I mentioned earlier in this episode, that may be a reason why the Cowboys are handling it the way they are, that they look at it and go quarterback prices are inelastic. People are going to pay for it no matter what, no matter if it, you know, it's, it, they'll, they're always going to be a market for it that's unaffected by the price. And so we know that, other people driving it up is always going to happen. And so we're always going to look like we have a deal in the end. So let's push off paying it as long as we can. You, um, you won't get this analogy because um, you are not a bright minded person, but like when you have um, like a MacBook, um, it's, it'll tell you, which like, I don't, <laughs> right. I'm not, I, I, I'm not a brand whore, but yeah. I uh, anyway. So it'll tell you like, Hey, uh, your Mac has updates that are like ready to install. Do you want to do it? And you always have two options. And one is like to do it now, or you, there's this little drop down menu and you click and you can put like, remind me tomorrow. I yeah, have been, you know, that's, that's every computer. That's not just MacBooks. It's just MacBooks. That's fine. Uh, okay, but so. I've, I've been reminding me tomorrow for like two years in a row. You know, like that's, that's the Cowboys. So they're just like, ah, just remind me tomorrow. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I, like, I'm going to have to update like, it anyway. It's going to be fine. Yeah. And I mean, it's, squeaky wheel gets the oil that's the way it is and i mean that's why zeke making a fuss even though they had two years of control he got it and that's why when Jalen came and said i want to do a deal he got it even though he you know they had control for a couple years and that's why uh when it came down to it they had control of amari or they had control of dak and they didn't have control of amari and the redskins were cut and so amari gets done and, and dak is still waiting that's the way it goes and i think that Dax camp is happy to let things roll and let things play out and because they know at the end if it goes longer it's the more money they make anyway. And so they're more than happy to do that. And so I think that's the thing. I don't think there's, there's a lot of urgency from Dax camp. They'd like to get one done, but if it doesn't get done, they're kind of like, okay, well, it's win-win. We'll get more money in the future. Then. My absolute last question. Um, and it's really more of a question for the listener's sake. Bobby has been considering picking up an interest in the English premier league. Um, and I already, uh, I already picked a team, man. You, why are you like this? Like, because I mean, that's my team because why? we haven't picked a movie yet okay first, so for some for some background uh rj and i have agreed to like uh pick we, a, we, every, well, let's let's extend this to the audience like well sure. it'll be like a like a book club yeah we, uh, we we'll, we'll we'll mention the movie and and stuff like that if, if rj ever picks one okay so here's we've the thing. Said, we at the end of last month i'm gonna explain this because you're gonna doctor it and you're gonna make it sound worse than it is and they know i'm a straight shooter and i'll tell the truth 
And so here's the thing is that RJ and I talked last month and we decided because there's so many movies that RJ's never seen. And it feels like there's always movies that RJ is referencing that I've never seen either uh, because he just has more obscure movies he has seen. Uh, that we, we, I said, you know, let's alternate every other month for like the next 12 months that I pick a movie, you pick a movie, I pick a movie, you pick a movie. And we basically pick a movie that we want the other one to watch. And so uh, it's, I told RJ he could even have the first month of July. And here we are, we're six days into July. He knew about it at the end of June and he still has not picked. And so I told him when he wanted me to pick an English Premier League team that I picked okay. Man U. And it was because I was going to stick with Man U until he picked a movie. You could pick a movie right now. That'd be nice. I, I'm going to totally real, totally authentic. That's how we, we usually are our episodes uh, here on the Ocho. Um, now, I will be fully transparent with you. I like didn't watch this, but I had it on once and I, I didn't like pay attention. And I'm bothered by that because it's I know it's a great movie. And so I, I want to like watch it and pay attention, give it my full undivided attention. And the, again, the rules are we have the whole month to watch it. I said at the top of the show, my wife and I were moving. So you got to, you know, give me some time, you know, cause I, I don't want to watch it like 30 minutes here. You know what I mean? Like I want to sit down and watch the whole thing. And so I loved the game for PS4. I'm a big Spider-Man guy, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. That's my choice for real. I don't think I've watched that all the way through. That's I, what I mean, I'm saying. I, like it's, it's I, a I good think, starting point. Though. Yeah. I think I've watched like uh, an hour in like five different times. And then I always give, it's fine. It was fine. It, I just always give. So, okay. so that's fine. That's fine. That's into the Spider Verse. That's the, and I'm already letting you know, and anybody else who wants to join us, August the movie is Fight Club because RJ's never seen Fight Club, okay. which is really hard to believe. Since I would bet when you were going to college, since we're the same age, you were going to college around the time, like that was literally every college male's favorite movie was Fight I, Club. I mean, like I know the thing, like you know the first rule of Fight Clubs. You never talk about Fight Club. Like I know, I mean, but yeah, you know the memes. You know the memes. Right, you don't right, know right, the right. movie, which is okay. awesome. I'll I'll watch it, and I I will do. Like, what if I watch it in July? Is that I mean, count, or could, do I have to but wait? It's gonna be August. the. It's gonna be. I mean, you could watch in July if you want, but I think uh, it is the August movie, and so then we'll kind of have like a long gap, and it may be easier for us to fall out of routine mm. if you knock out August that far in advance. Okay, sounds good. So Spider Man into the Spider Verse, uh, Fight Club, and you have to pick an EPL team, but like a, you have to really pick an EPL team. Okay, I will really pick one uh, within the next twenty four hours. It is uh, yeah. So you will have one tomorrow afternoon. I'll pick okay. one, and, I, and I'm really going to research it. I, you're going to research really, it, and you're going to watch, and you're going to root, and you're going to pay attention. You've seen me here while we've been talking. I've been drinking my coffee. Yep. It's my third cup of the day, so I'm not sleeping tonight. So I will use all that energy and here's, apply it to here, EPL research. Here's how we'll hold you accountable. For anyone listening, by 6.30 p.m. Central Time on Tuesday, Bobby will have to tweet a screenshot of his, like, uh, whatever app he uses to track his scores, and he'll have it'll have to show us that he's added this EPL team to like his favorite teams list. You know what I'm saying? I like don't use an, I don't have an app like that. So you're gonna okay, have to get okay, an how app about to this? Download. How about this? How about this? You'll have to show send a tweet a screenshot of like the team that you have followed on Twitter. Like it's gotta got be your team and you gotta have followed them on Twitter. How about that? That's fine. I'll I'll do one better. I will follow the team. I'll show you that. And not only that, I'll do like one of those um like I'm gonna like write on a, a notes app. I'll give you minimum I'll give you 400 characters in a, okay. in, in a screenshot of why I have picked the team. So, you know, I'll have researched it, not just picked one willy nilly deal. All right. And that's, that's for finally picking the movie. So yeah, we're going to watch Spider-Verse. Are we going to watch it on the same night or are we just like, Ooh, um, or, or, or should we give ourselves a three day window to watch it? Cause if yeah. I watch it and then we're waiting two weeks, yeah. I think it should be like a weekend thing. You know what I mean? Like you, you have so you like have this weekend to finish right. it so that Monday we can talk about. It. Right. And so you can be on that Monday's episode of the Ocho. We'll kind of recheck in with the Cowboys. Uh, and let's, let's a lot, a few weeks. Cause again, the whole moving thing. Um, so, so, you know. so do you want to say the final full, full weekend in July, which is the 25th and the 26th? Yeah, right. And that'll be right before training camp is scheduled to begin, at least. And we can kind of set into that deal. Everybody get yourselves ready. July you, 25th and 26th. Watch Spider-Verse. It's actually called Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. My kids clear. call it Spider-Verse because my kids have seen it a bunch. Okay, like well, get your kids the, the jerseys for your new EPL team, too. So, uh, Bobby you. Belt on Twitter at Bobby Belt TX. Thanks for taking the time to join us. Have yourself a fantastic rest of the week. Thanks, RJ. Love you and your biceps. 
Want to give a big time shout out to Bobby Belt for taking the time to join us on Twitter at Bobby Belt TX. And for full transparency, we recorded that at about 6 p.m. Central Time on Monday evening. Uh, with stories like these, information is constantly becoming more known. Details are emerging, variables and whatnot. But just so you know what was known when we talked about it, uh, that was uh, when we recorded. Um, so always fun. Look, the next week's going to be interesting. We're going to find out what happens uh, with the Dak Prescott situation. Of course, we'll have you covered at blogoftheboys.com on our social channels here on the podcast network. And by the way, there will be no episode of the 750 later today. As mentioned, the moving situation is just complicated matters, but uh, very excited about setting up a new Ochoa uh, household, new Ocho compound and whatnot. So uh, hopefully we'll have some uh, some fun stuff coming sooner rather than later. Um, in fact, you know, those are literally the plans. So uh, <laughs> hopefully those, those plans kind of materialize and whatnot. Um, Hey, shout out to Into the Spider-Verse. Very excited to watch. Um, I tried to watch it. Like I said, um, it was a weekend that my wife was out of town and uh, I was like, okay, I'm going to watch this. This, I think it was like that Saturday night. I, I you know, ordered a pizza or whatever it was and I was like, I'm going to watch this. I'm finally going to watch it. And then I fell asleep and didn't even finish it. So uh, that's why I'm excited to watch it now and excited for Bobby to get into the EPL. So uh, good times. They are coming. Hey, do me a favor. Have the absolute best Tuesday of all time. You know why? Because you deserve it. We will see you manana, my friends. As always, go Cowboys and peace out.